Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, and welcome back to another Porsche Cool podcast. It's Sunday afternoon here in Bahrain. Uh, this podcast this week is a little bit late. I know I usually put it up on a Friday. Um, I did do an extra episode last week, which I did on a Monday. I don't know whether you've listened to that one yet. Uh, it uh, It is already live, um, but this one usually goes up on a Friday, and I apologize, this one is a bit late. It's Sunday afternoon. Actually, it's not Sunday. I get confused with the Middle East weekend, even though I've been here for a year. It's actually Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's Saturday afternoon, and this is the Porsche School podcast. Uh, this podcast is basically an extension of my YouTube channel. It's an extension of my love of Porsches. It's talking about Porsches. It's talking to you guys about all things Porsche. So yes, it's a Porsche-centric channel, I guess, uh, and that's what we're focusing on here. Um, this podcast is available on all the major uh, podcast platforms, uh, mainly Apple Music, Google, uh, Spotify, and a lot of subsidiary ones as well. iHeartRadio is one. Uh, Podbean is the other one, which is my Podbean uh, podcast supplier. Um, so you can hear this on a lot of platforms. Like I always say, just do a search in Google, Porsche Cooled, one word, and then podcast, and it will come up uh, pretty much all the search listings will be about the podcast. Or it could come up with the YouTube channel. I also have a YouTube channel, and that's under uh, Michael Bath. Uh, and my YouTube channel also has these podcasts uh, put up on as video form. A lot of them are just audio only. Uh, I do that because some of my listeners prefer to... Um, prefer to listen to the podcast on YouTube. Um, and that's fine. But if you don't want to, uh, like I said, Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Music, Google Podcasts, I think they call it now, Spotify, um, and all the major platforms. So this is the Porsche Cool Podcast. What are we going to chat about today? I think today we should chat about uh, electric 911s. Uh, electric 911s. Yes, the elephant is in the room. Where do we start? This is the thing. Um, I forget what I titled this podcast, uh, what I'm going to title the podcast. It's going to be something about Electric 911. Probably is the elephant still in the room. I think that's what I'm going to call it. And I think that's pretty much how it's a very touchy topic. It's a very touchy topic about the Porsche going hybrid or the Porsche 911, I should say, going hybrid or the Porsche 911 going full electric. And I guess in some ways it's good that the <coughs> Taycan, Taycan, however you say it, uh, is getting a lot of positive feedback. Uh, I've read lots of reviews about the Taycan. Uh, I've watched uh, lots of videos of people driving the Taycan. And it seems that Porsche has transferred its engineering school into an electric car and it hasn't really lost a lot of the essence of a Porsche. Um, it seems to uh, handle well. Of course, uh, 0 to 60 or 0 to 100 is very fast, like most electric cars. Um, apparently in the Turbo, Turbo S form, the Taycan is uh, very, very powerful. Some say too powerful, some say it's not needed, it's way too much power. Um, also, a lot of people are saying that about the new 911 Turbo S. So, you know, how much power is, is too much? Um, but there are reports that, they, that a lot of people think that the Taycan has actually got uh, way too much power in the Turbo and Turbo S form. Uh, a lot of people are suggesting. Uh, a lot of people are suggesting that maybe the 4S is enough. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. Have, I don't know a lot about the base Taycan. I know it's being uh, released or it has been released in Europe. I know I did read an article the other day saying that the 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 base um, the base Taycan is um, 
is about to be available. Uh, of course, Porsche do their usual. They always introduce the they always introduce the uh, top of the line and then they work their way down. That's usually how they do it. I mean, as we know with the 911 Carrera, they always introduce the Carrera S and Carrera 4S. Then they'll bring out a base. Then they'll bring out a turbo. Um, but with the Taycan, they introduced the Turbo and Turbo S, which the name itself was a little bit controversial, especially an electric vehicle, but it's had very good reviews. Now, whether or not you would buy one is a different matter. Uh, I think one of the best things I heard about uh, Teslas and about electric cars is someone said you would never, and it could have been it could have been the smoking tire again. I know I always refer to his podcast, but I have been listening to a lot of them lately. But I think he said, you know, and I agree with this. If you're going to get a Tesla, lease it. Lease it on three years, two to three years. Uh, think of it like a, a phone. Don't treat it like something you're going to hang on to. Just lease it. Enjoy it. It's a good. It's good for what it is, and then get rid of it. Now, the Porsche is expensive, and it's. I guess it's even more expensive in the Turbo S form than a um, a Tesla. So, what is the situation with that? How are the values going to go over time? And I guess that comes back to the 911 as well. 911 has always been a reasonably good investment. If you buy a 911, uh, a 911, sure, it will drop in the beginning. And if you buy them new, you're going to take a little bit of a dive. But if you buy them mid-cycle, you buy them a few years old, you know, they go down, they come back up again. You know, Porsches really are very good for resale value. They don't, you know, cars are not an investment, unless you've got a very, very special car, of course. But cars, you cannot really treat them as too much of an investment because they will fluctuate. But a 911 in the car world is a reasonably good bet. Uh, it really is a reasonably good bet as in a safe place to sit your money, I guess. Anyway, back to the electric. Um, so what else have we got? So at the moment, we've got the Taycan. Good reports. It drives really well. Um, you know, the battery tech apparently is not up to Tesla's, not yet anyway. Uh, Porsche's working on that. Um, but I, I did hear or read somewhere that the battery tech is still not up to Tesla. Obviously, Tesla's had a head start over most companies. So Tesla will, you know, has to exceed in that area at the moment. The Tesla is still, it is more about the tech, isn't it? I still think the Porsche, the Taycan is about the design. It's about the design. It's about the heritage of Porsche. It's not just about the tech. Even though they made the dash, you know, the, the whole entertainment system and the dashboard and everything is very, you know, futuristic as per most cars these days. Porsche is not, I still don't see the Taycan as about the tech. Maybe it's more about the mechanics of the car, about the, you know, about the, um, I see the, the Taycan more about the ride. I've read about that the ride is very good. You know, it has a firm ride. Uh, I've also read that the steering response on the uh, on the Taycan is very, very good. It's very precise. It it has a good ability of hiding the amount of weight that the car has because the cars these these electric cars are quite heavy. I've read that the Taycan actually feels quite planted. It still has a reasonably low center of gravity, so it feels planted. It feels like a Porsche driving experience. I've read that it has a lot of grip. Uh, what else have I read? And that the steering uh, I've already and the rear axle steering that comes on the Porsche uh, Porsche rear axle steering and the what is it? The torque vectoring that the that the that the Taycan has basically makes the driving experience very very good, and it makes the chassis, you know, very very good. And I think that's where Porsche has the has the advantage over Tesla. I really do think that's where it is. Now I haven't been in a Model S. Uh, I've been in a long drive in a uh, Tesla um, Model X um, that Natasha's father hired when we were in the UK last year. 
and we went a couple hours outside of London, a few hours outside of London and back again for a day trip. So I have been in it. I didn't get to drive the car, uh, but I have been in it. So I've experienced that feeling of the electric car, which I haven't been in a Tesla before. That was the only Tesla I've been in. There is something futuristic about these cars. There is something interesting about these cars. There is something that is interesting as in how fast they are, uh, 0 to 60, 0 to 100 or whatever, you know, how fast that is, like supercar speeds. That party trick though, as everyone says, it, it wears away very quickly. What else has it got? When you get sick of that, you buy a Tesla and it does that. Okay, you go, okay, what else does it do? Oh, you know, it's um, it the way it parks. What else does it do? You know, I think it always comes back to a car. I think it really does come back to the way it's engineered and the way it drives, the way it feels. The tech is good, but the tech eventually becomes normal and the tech eventually is not enough to make you want the car. I still think you need to have a combination of both and you need the driving experience. And I think this is probably where Porsche are not struggling, but I think it's going to take them some time to ensure that the essence of the 911 is not lost when it becomes hybrid, if it becomes hybrid first, and then if it becomes full electric, that the essence of the 911 and the shape of the 911, you know, the form of the 911, I mean, with electric cars, you know, you have more parts, I think, that you have to fit in with the batteries, etc. the motors, you know, the Porsche is, it's not a big car, really, let's be honest, there's not a lot of extra space. Um, how is Porsche going to engineer it so it still doesn't lose the essence of the 911? And also, how is it going to drive? Uh, how is it going to drive as a hybrid, as an electric, compared to a naturally aspirated engine? Um, it's a tricky one for them. I find it like they must be really struggling with it. I read an article, actually, that it said that it would be the 911 hybrid will reportedly arrive after the 992 generation's mid-cycle refresh. Now, the mid-cycle refresh is only in a few years, a couple of years, which is like the debut The debut of it would have to be in 2022, late 2022. I don't think it's going to be released then. Um, and then there was another report saying that that date, they're not going to reach that date, and it would be as late as 2026. So maybe the 992 generation isn't going to be the generation that gets the hybrid. Maybe it's not going to be the first one for the 911. Maybe it'll be the generation after whatever Porsche call that. Of course, they're not going to call it the 993, but whatever the next generation is. Um, so it's a few years away. It's a few years away, but we all love 911s. We don't want to see the 911 disappear. Um, I've got nothing against electric vehicles. I think there's a purpose for certain types of electric vehicles. Um, obviously, the power you get from an electric vehicle, but then you've got other issues, like we said, about weight, etc. Um, the 911 apparently, I think it was uh, the head of uh, Porsche's 911 lineup, I forget his name, he said that, um, he basically said that was a challenge, that they have to package everything because the car is relatively small. He says, we don't want to give up on the two plus two layout, the architecture or the shape of the car because these are part of the 911 story. Um, and that came directly from him. I think that was in Auto Car Magazine that was quoted. You know what I mean? So they've got a big task ahead of them. Uh, they've got a big task ahead of them. But when they work it out, I mean, the power that this car will have, I mean, apparently they want to make they want to make sure it has a big impact as well. So it's going to have as much as 700 horsepower. 
I mean, that's going to be crazy, 700 horsepower. Um, so I guess we have to wait and see what's going to happen there with Porsche. Um, but it is going to happen. Hopefully we don't lose uh, the, the, the original engine. Apparently we don't lose – I mean, maybe they'll keep the GT3. Maybe they'll keep the GT3 as naturally aspirated, but then the rest of the lineup will become electric or become hybrid. Maybe there'll be a mixture. Maybe they won't just go full electric. Maybe they'll give you the choice of full electric or hybrid. Um, but you would think that Porsche would still want to keep at least uh, a naturally aspirated 911 in the lineup. And I guess you would think that would still be the GT2, part of the GTT, GT program. Um, but you never know. I mean, I don't know what the future holds, but I hope, I hope it's still in the range. I still really hope that there's still a... a a great GT car in the range. What else? But anyway, uh, Porsche, you know, they have a difficult job ahead of them. They have a difficult job uh, that everything that makes the 911 is so iconic uh, is not about electric power. So, and then they've got to somehow put it into the package of this car that was built in, uh, first presented in 1965. So there's a lot of things for them to do. Uh, it's not going to be an easy task, but I still think it's exciting. I think it's exciting to 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 know that these that this is happening in the background, and you know, you can't stop change. Things are going to change. Um, I think it's okay that they're bringing it out, but I think it would be good if we do, like I said, keep something that has a traditional engine, as we call it, a traditional a traditional engine, engine, traditional engine. I can't speak properly today. Um, so that's about the electric. Uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've read a couple of articles about it this week. I just thought I'd just do a quick podcast about it. Uh, the other thing I want to speak about as well is I'm going to do a, I think I'm recording it tonight, actually. I'm going to do another podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing a couple of podcasts, and I did mention this in my last podcast, I think. I'm going to be doing a couple of podcasts with uh, a good friend of mine, Steve. Uh, Steve has owned three 911s. Uh, three generations of 911s. He's owned a 964, he's owned a 993, and now he owns a 997 GT3. Uh, he's owned Porsches for, I guess, the good part of 20 years. Uh, I've known Steve for a little bit over 20 years. We've been good friends for most of that time. And um, he's had three Porsches during that time. Um, so Steve's going to come in on a couple of the podcasts. We're going to chat about Porsche. Uh, I'm going to record one of those um, tonight. Steve's going to give me a call via Zoom. Uh, it won't be a live podcast, but we will do a podcast together and chat about this, and I'll put that up probably, I'd say I'll probably put that up on Monday. I'll give you guys a day or so to listen to this one, and then I'll put it up on Monday. Um, so it would be a great help. Any comments on that podcast, let us know what you think of the podcast, if you enjoy the format. Uh, please give us a little bit of time, though. It will take us some time, I'm sure, just to get the flow of it right. Uh, we talk a lot as friends. Um, I have to be careful not to talk over people, which I have a habit of doing. And in a podcast situation, it's probably going to be even more uh, tricky. Um, but interested in you guys, uh, in your feedback. Uh, like I said, let me know either through Instagram on Porsche Cooled uh, or my other Instagram, Michael Bath, or uh, send me a DM on Instagram, I should say. Um, but let, let us know what you think. Of, we're interested to know if you like the format of us chatting together. Uh, like I said, we're going to do a couple of them and we're going to see if you guys, uh, if you guys like it. Uh, that's the idea. And I thought it might be a nice change from me uh, speaking to myself and that we have uh, another person to talk to and another person's point of view and another person's experience with Porsche 
And, and like I said, Steve's owned a lot of Porsches, so he's, uh, he, he, he has the knowledge even though he might not admit it, but he does have the knowledge. Um, so we're going to talk lots of things. We're going to talk about mods. We're going to talk about uh, the GT3 eventually. Uh, we're going to talk about maybe we'll start with just talking about owning a first 911. I think that would be the first one or owning a first Porsche. Um, so we're going to start on that and we're going to do it as like a, a little a little series within this podcast so that you guys can uh, have a little bit of variety in, in what you're listening to. But I just wanted to do a quick podcast today. Uh, it's not a very long one. I know it's going to be quite short. Uh, I was just reading that uh, this morning about electric 911, so I thought it was quite an interesting topic. What else? What else? What else? I think that's it. I think that's it. So while I'm at it, uh, if you enjoy Porsches and you haven't actually um, checked out uh, Auto Amateur on YouTube, Auto Amateur is James. Uh, James and I have been chatting for the last couple of years about Porsche when he owned the 997. Um, if you haven't uh, checked out James's, pod- uh, James's podcast, Auto Amateur, and if you haven't checked out James's YouTube channel, uh, do that, especially if you like 996 because he talks a lot about um, his Project 996, which he's doing with a couple of friends where they bought a Porsche 996 Carrera, I think it was, standard Carrera, and they're basically in the process, they've just started the process of fixing it up, uh, making it unique and fixing it up. So I think that's going to get interesting once it gets into the... Um, exterior mods and everything like that. At the moment, they're fixing the electrics and doing some cosmetic changes. So I think it'd be quite an interesting um, project when it progresses along. So those of you who have been following my last podcast and are interested in my uh, Porsche obsession at the moment, yes, I'm still looking at uh, Porsche 912s, the four-cylinder Porsche 912 from 1965 to 69. I've been keeping a, a keen eye out for those. A few good ones came up. A really nice slate gray one came up uh, I think it's at European Collectibles, I think the website is called. Uh, that's quite nice, but it's very expensive. It's like 65,000 US dollars. But I'm keeping my eye out. I always look at uh, Beverly Hills Car Club. They seem to have ones at good prices, which need a bit of work. And I keep my eye on the favorite side of the moment, which you guys know about, is Bring a Trailer. I've been obsessed with looking at Porsches on Bring a Trailer. Uh, the other update is as well, I have actually ordered the uh, leather parts for my 997. Um, so I've ordered quite a few new leather parts just to make my 997 that that little bit better. Um, but I'll keep you guys updated on that, and I will post some photos on my Instagram when the parts uh, when the parts are complete. Okay. Anyway, I think that's about it for today. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Like I said, my name is Michael Bath. Uh, this podcast you can listen to on all the major platforms. Um, it comes out every Friday. This podcast, and then. I will be doing an extra episode, which I just mentioned, which will be with my friend Steve, and that will probably come out Mondays or Tuesdays. Um, But I will update you on that in the next podcast. Anyway, thanks for listening today, and we'll talk again soon. Bye for now.